Hello, Sabbath 101ers, students of resting and worshiping. This week, we're going to be talking about Sabbath as freedom from distract. Oh, hold on a second. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, um, today we're going to be talking about Sabbath as freedom from distraction. Oh, hold on. I, I should probably get that. Hey, no. Yeah, I got one minute. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Just busy, you know? How about you? Yeah, well, what's up? How can I help? Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Psalms 1, 1-3. Okay, I put my phone away, so I should make it through this now. This week, we're talking about Sabbath as freedom from distraction. Distraction isn't a new phenomenon, but the cultural normalcy, almost requirement, of constant screen usage means we have a special challenge in the digital age in dealing with it. We know we use our phones too much, stream too many TV shows, scroll through people's curated versions of themselves too often. But why does that matter? The real questions are, what does this do to our souls, and how can Sabbath help? The Catholic writer Ronald Rollheiser shares his insight into the answer to that first question. We, for every kind of reason, good and bad, are distracting ourselves into spiritual oblivion. It is not that we have anything against God, depth, and the Spirit. We would like these. It is just that we are habitually too preoccupied to have any of these show up on our radar screens. We are more busy than bad, more distracted than non-spiritual, and more interested in the movie theater, the sports stadium, and the shopping mall, and the fantasy life they produce in us than we are in church. Pathological busyness, distraction, and restlessness are major blocks today within our spiritual lives. Distracting ourselves into spiritual oblivion. Quite the statement. But it makes sense to me. I mean, if we are constantly taking in content from thousands of different voices each day, but neglecting God's voice, of course our spiritual lives will suffer. There's no room for it. Even if we squeeze in that 15-minute quiet time, or maybe more likely for some of us, that daily Bible verse, it easily gets diluted in a cacophony of content. And there is an ocean of content out there. Here's a few stats for you to drown in. 500 years of video are uploaded to Facebook every day. 100 hours of video are uploaded to YouTube every minute. The average person checks their phone 150 times a day. That's the average. In the words of my favorite band, Arcade Fire, infinite content, infinite content, we're infinitely content. Observing this next statistic, 
I appreciate John Mark Comer's question. The average iPhone user touches his phone 2,617 times a day. Another study had millennials using it twice that much. What if we let God touch our minds and our hearts that many times each day? How do we become a people who meditate on God day and night, who are like trees planted by streams of water? Okay, okay. So we know that we keep up with the Kardashians better than we do with the Holy Spirit. Thanks, Adri Sabota, for that line. But how can Sabbath help with that? I want you to picture yourself at a lake. Kids are throwing rocks into the waters, the wind is rushing, rain is falling, and waves are slowly lapping against the shore. Now picture yourself as that lake. Your mind, your heart are the waters, and all the other elements are your distractions. How long does it take for that lake to be still, for it to be glassy, reflecting the sunlight, trees, mountains in the background? Is there ever a moment when those waters will be peaceful? It takes time to wind down. Even if you removed whatever wind, rain, and rocks there are, it still takes a bit for that water to be calm might take a minute, an hour, maybe even a whole day to recalibrate, for the stopping of activity to finally result in some semblance of peace. Invitation to be still, to rest and to delight, and to recalibrate ourselves towards our Creator. I think that any Sabbath in modern society that doesn't involve some form of digital Sabbath is insufficient. It's the elephant in the lake, splashing around and never leading us out of our spiritual oblivion. Another book my wife and I love is The TechWise Family. It's a must-read if you have kids and well worth it even if you don't. One of the guidelines he proposes is this. Unplug yourself and your family for one hour a day, one day a week, and one week a year. We've been incorporating his weekly wisdom for a while now, sometimes to the chagrin of my family and friends who try and message us. But it's been so good for us. I'm married with two young kids, and sometimes the way we talk about Sabbath or the way I've understood it can feel like an impossible goal for me. Just because it's Sunday doesn't mean my kids miraculously get out of bed two hours later or that they politely sit through church service so I can connect with Jesus in the stillness of my heart or that my attempts to connect with the Creator in nature aren't interrupted by poopy diapers or breaking up fights over goldfish crackers. But because we turn off our phones and don't use our laptops or watch TV, something is distinct. I'm able to be more present to my kids. I can give them my full attention in our Lego tower building or notice them dancing to the music during church. When they nap in the afternoon, I usually take a nap rather than catching up on my texts. In the evening, my wife and I have a weekly check-in and ask how the week was, what brought us joy that week, and spend time praying for each other and the week ahead. Sabbath is not necessarily free time, but 
an invitation to be present to God and others around us. An invitation to intentionally put down distractions. Before our invitation, there's one other thing I want to touch on. I love that Ronald Rollheiser quote about us being more busy than bad and more distracted than non-spiritual. But I think another part of reality is that as we begin the pathway back from spiritual oblivion, we begin the difficult path towards healing and righteousness. Some of that badness and non-spiritualness will rise to the surface. One spiritual discipline book I've used has this meditation. The pathway to God's peace and healing runs through my heart's brokenness, sin, fear, anger, and grief. I think it's why so many people who finally achieve a still lake just begin to throw giant rocks back in it, seeking distraction. Just because we are exteriorly still, doesn't mean we are interiorly still. Like any addiction, our compulsive use of technology is hiding something. Gabor Maté says that when dealing with anyone with addiction, don't ask why the addiction, but why the pain. Sabbath and stillness will be life-giving, but it will be hard at times for many of us. Trust the process and, more importantly, trust the healer. Bring that sin, brokenness, fear, anger, and grief to Jesus. And ask for help if you need it. It's better to be humble before God and others with your needs than to live a distracted life and never find healing. Get to the root of your addictions. Why the pain? Freedom is all about Going without whatever you crave and being okay with it. I said freedom is all about going without whatever you crave and being okay. This week is an invitation to freedom, and potentially one of the hardest invitations for many of us. I like this quote Freedom is going without whatever you crave and being okay with it. Are you free? We want you to rest and delight for 10 hours this Sabbath. But here's kind of the main challenge. Take a deep breath. Take your cell phone and your laptop, turn them off on Saturday evening, and turn them back on on Monday morning. Or whenever you're practicing your Sabbath day. But take a full day of digital Sabbath. No TV, no cell phone, no computers. This night, take more prep work than usual. Figure out if you need to see anyone or talk with anyone. Print off a Google map if you're reliant on that for getting around. If that seems insurmountable, adjust accordingly and work up to it. But it's just one day. I encourage you to try it out. Cut off distraction at the root and see what kind of clarity comes up. This has been Sabbath 101. 
maybe the most important course you'll take in university. May you be as a tree planted by streams of living water, and may you be blessed with perseverance to live an undistracted life. <laughs>